Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 700 with Dr. Steve Keeby. And the first thing he asks is why tank top? And if you'll notice, anyone that watches the podcast is this is not the really good 4K camera. You also notice that I don't have the really good studio mic. And why am I in a tank top? Because I have all the other stuff running, all the auxiliary stuff. I don't know why these things cut out. Um, My little homemade studio is a bunch of these sound tiles, and you can't see it, moving blankets hanging from the ceiling to suppress the noise, which turns this room into a little furnace. And you uh, you also can't see it, but piped in, I have like my own little like HVAC duct just so that there's cold air flowing in here all the time because it gets so hot in this little room. The air conditioning also cut out. So although it's February, it's about 70 in this little box right now. By the end of this episode, it will probably be 80. So I'm completely not in my element right now. And um, hence the tank top. And uh, if you wonder what this is, it is a Tupperware thing that I keep water bottles in because there are so many electronics in here that I'm scared I'm going to spill something and do $10,000 worth of damage. But none of that is anything you asked about. And I know I just berated you. But um, before we jump into it, Dr. Kibi, please introduce yourself, sir. Yeah, so my name is Stephen Kibi. I'm a pediatrician for over 30 years, um, basically in allopathic medicine and medical doctor. And um, I've been seeing ch- children ages zero to 21 years old and um, love it, enjoy it. And um, also also been uh, been vaccinating all these kids with uh, the, the common vaccines. Uh, and I've been enjoyed the benefits of those vaccines, so I've I've been very much in favor of them. Um, obviously, the reason I'm I'm here today is because um, I'm I'm a lot more challenged with um, the the current vaccine, uh, especially when it's uh, recommended for children. And so I'm really just trying to uh, wrestle with that that situation um, as I. As I, parents come to me and say, well, you know, Dr. Kibi, what do you think about the vaccine? And, um, you know, a very, for me, it's um, very clear that uh, for people at risk, I think that this vaccine has been a benefit. Um, not gonna, I'm not going to dispute that at all. That means, you know, people that are um, older, people that have comorbidities like overweight, um, diabetes, uh, especially, the, those are those are the big uh, immune deficiencies. So yeah, these these people need. I think the vaccine has been a benefit to them. Uh, where I find a challenge is um, giving it to, you know, giving the vaccine to relatively health healthy individuals, and especially uh, when we're talking about children. Uh, I I have a little bit more of a challenge as I just kind of look at. When I talk to the parents, I'm always everything we do is a risk benefit ratio, right? So we're always we're always saying, hey, what do you, what you know what's what's the upside, what's the downside? When I look at this vaccine, um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not really seeing the upside at this point in time. 
because when you factor into what I understand, and I think everybody understands, I think Omicron has proved it, is that the vaccine is is not terribly, I mean, it's not as effective certainly as what what was uh, projected. So the vaccine's less than less than effective. It's um, so it's not effective. It doesn't cause you to uh, or keep you from getting the disease, and it doesn't keep you from giving the disease. Then, and it only makes you less sick. Well, we know statistically, you know, children children statistically have very very little risk. Um, in fact, if you were to look at the more mortality um, in this age range and the under eighteen years old. I mean, it's pretty close to zero. I mean, statistically, it is zero. Um, so, so I'm challenged. You know, why are we giving this vaccine? Okay, well, then, on the other hand, it, why not? Well, gee, it's, uh, someone will say, well, it's, it's a great vaccine and, and we're protecting everybody. Well, why not? Because I just don't, I'm not convinced that we have the safety data that, that really pushes it over the edge to make this a benefit over the, over the risk. And, and that's, that's it. I just don't, we just don't, I don't know how anyone can say that we know enough. There's no way that we know enough. This, the studies have only gone, gone on for, they only went on for about a year. Now it's, um, it's, it's, you know, going in its second year and we still don't, I mean, trials that we do in the past on vaccines, those were 10 year 10-year trials, at least five years. You wanted to see long, longevity-wise what that was going to do as far as um, any any type of risk potential. So we just don't have that data, in my opinion. Yeah. And and that's that, that brings me, uh, caused me a great, great concern. It's, um, yeah, what you said about it, you know, it being a benefit, it absolutely is. And that's, to me, that's one thing that was so confusing about what I had on Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone for like the first time pat this past some future listeners today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. When I had a, I had on Mal- uh, Malone July 1st, 2021. And I had on McCullough like a month later and people attacked, attacked, attacked. But if you, if you watched any part of it, they very quickly are like, Oh, there's a ton of benefit. There's absolutely a ton of benefit. There's a ton of benefit. Hey, chemo has a lot of benefits. Not for me, not for you. But for a lot of people, chemotherapy is very beneficial. It's just there's not it's it's just it's not a one size fits all. So, I mean, without going into like privacy, all of my extended family, you know, parents, aunts, uncles, they all have the vaccine, and thank God they do because heart problems run in my family. And I know you could maybe tie that into myocarditis. But that's not this. They are all susceptible mid to late sixties. They're all susceptible to COVID. They would be a fatality. Um, so that's one thing. And then what you said about the trials, right? Isn't it normally 10 to 15 years, three phase, sometimes four phase clinical trials, $1.5 billion. And then we're not doing that now. But what it comes down to is, is the questioning. You can't question, you cannot question it. And that's not science. Um, it makes me think of, uh, so like last week I did an episode with uh, uh, Dr. Bargava, um, head of mRNA research at UCSF and uh, Martha Fowler, who's doing graduate research in, I think, nanomedicine at, at Rice University. And um, on the comments, someone had commented, I normally don't address comments ever, let alone in a podcast. But 
someone said that because I was basically going on this current rant that I'm going on. I'm like, hey, some of the vaccines, some of, or the COVID vaccine is beneficial to some people. And someone went on this whole tangent, whatever, and they finished it with, uh, I disagree with you, Tommy, and you have a very dangerous position. And to me, that is just as bad as the people that say everyone has to have it or you're killing grandma. The people that say uh, no one should get it, there is no benefit, and thinking anyone can benefit is dangerous. That is the flip side of the coin of misinformation, misinformation. You're both doing the same thing, but no one's actually trying to whittle down to what is the truth. There's this entrenched, there's this trench warfare of two encampments. Everybody's got a club or a tribe, and we're just going at each other's throats, but the real victim here is objective, uh, the objective scientific method of just trying to get down to what it is. And to me, that is not to make light of the millions of people that have died from COVID, but to me, that's probably like the greatest ca uh, casualty is the effect this is having on objective research. So to kind of segue from that, I had, as I had sent you, I sent Dr. Kibi something I'd found on uh, the effects of the COVID-19 vaccine or pediatric vaccines. All these points and bullets, and because you are wildly more intelligent than I am, I sent it to you. I also sent it to Dr. Bargava, and you were, uh, you were nice enough to agree to come on and discuss some of these things. So it's kind of, it's just this, for everybody listening, I'll put it in the description, or if you're watching, you should be able to see it on the screen right now. But there's just a ton of a ton of bullet points about everything. Some of the main themes, the vaccine's effective. Your child may experience side effects. Myocarditis is rare. There's a need for it. The vaccine got to us way too fast. mRNA does not change the DNA. Long-term side effects previously recovered. Blah, 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 blah. Um, way too many points to cover in their entirety in this podcast. But I did send it to you, and you did look over some of them. Which ones do you want to address? And as I hopefully just laid it out thoroughly... This isn't an attack on anyone. This isn't no one should get the vaccine, and this isn't everyone should get the vaccine. It's just let's let's drop the entrenched the the World War One trench warfare, and let's try to find that middle ground into where are these beneficial? Who will benefit from these? And God bless, let them benefit from them. But they're maybe not for everyone. Are there side effects? Are there dangerous side effects? Should we be protecting people against them? Aside from the whole coercion and forcing and gaslighting aside from all that stuff they're not all good and they're not all bad right it's like nuclear power it can be used to end the world it can be also used to sustainably power cities so with that dr cube kibi excuse me where do you want to jump into these well yes i looked at i looked at this poster um again the question the the penultimate question for me is what's the hurry What's, you know, why, what's the risk and benefit ratio? And, and then kind of with, coupled with the realization that, that this is still, this is still an experiment going on. I mean, the vaccine is, the, the, the whole vaccine issue is an experiment. And, you know, there would be many people that would argue that it's not really even a vaccine. And, you know, there's a big changing in the definition of a vaccine. I think there's a lot of people that would, it would make sense to call this more genetic, genetic therapy. I think it would be be more uh, appropriate for to, to say that. So the question is, why are we vaccinating healthy people, especially the young, and why have, has why are we pushing it so hard, so hard to the point that that we're we're not we're not waiting to see what the side effects are? I give you just an example: is is that, or or, or my challenge is is that with this poster, is that this is coming from an epidemiologist. 
Um, this epidemiologist um, says that you know everything she everything she says is 100% backed by scientific data. Well, um, I, I I just you know I looked at that the podcast and you know what, what she had said, and and I thought well well gee the very first point of this this you know we as a when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply person of authority and knowledge you know people trust us and i just i just want to see i just want to see critical thinking and i want to see transparency and i want to see full disclosure okay yeah. i want to see full disclosure full yeah. disclosure can you get it yeah it's like you know we're, we're like so the very first it's just when i look at this poster i just say how could you i mean this isn't the way that i do medicine when i talk to people about you know i'm going to give you this this medication or this therapy this is a pro and con. It's a full disclosure as best I know, yeah. right? Well, their very first statement on this on this um, poster says the vaccine is effective, and it says it says it's ninety to one hundred percent effective in clinical. It, it has ninety to one hundred percent efficiency in clinical trials. Yeah. Now, I got to ask first of all, what does that mean? Okay. Now, if somebody, if I told you, you know, that that car was red, and you know, we all know it's yellow, and I insisted it was red. Um, you'd start to think that I'm, you know, that I might have trouble seeing certain colors, right? Yeah. Well, when someone says it's 100% effective, especially in light of Omicron, I mean, I mean, there's no question that this is not 90 to 100% effective in the field. Okay, in clinical trials, they can they can say that um, because I mean, I know I was I was involved in the in the in the research arm of the, the clinical trials as a sub investigator. And I know where that 95% effectiveness uh, came from, that data. And that only came from 170 patients, you know, uh, that, that tested positive in, in the trials. So it was, just, it was just test positive results. In other words, it didn't, it didn't say what was the effect out in the field. How does, it, how does it really help to stop COVID out in the field? Well, we know now out in the field what's happening and Omicron just is, you know, is blatant, blatantly shows us that vaccine and non-vaccinated people are getting infected by this. I mean, I, I just talked to a, a gentleman in his, he's in his 70s, and he told me, um, he was asking me about this, these questions, because he knew I, I had some information. And he said, I'm vaccinated, and I got COVID. And he said, I'm just here to tell you that 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 all my friends you know, they're triple, you know, double vaccinated with booster and they all got, they all got COVID. They told me about, you know, one, one friend, a mutual friend of ours that was um, deathly sick. I mean, he was rushed to the emergency room, hypoxic, and they thought they, you know, they thought he wasn't going to make it, but he was vaccinated. So we don't talk about that anyway. So when you say the vaccine is a hundred, you know, 90, even to say a hundred percent effective, I'm just sitting there like nothing's a hundred percent effective. How could, how could you believe the rest of the points when the very first point says 100% effective? Like, where's your objectivity um, who's presenting this, Yeah. right? And so then, you know, then we can just go down down the row and, and just look at at, at, at questions and... Um, the, 
the the fir- the third bullet point of the first block. Vaccines work against Delta and other known variants of concern. I got the original COVID in August 2020. I was not going to lie, I was very sick for about a week. I currently have Omicron because I tested positive for COVID again, and that's the only, Dr. McCullough said, that's the only way I could have it. Granted, it's not really a good point to make because I, I, I wasn't vaccinated, but everyone's getting it. Even vaccinated people are getting, specifically are getting Omicron. So now in two of the first three bullet points are now objectively false. I feel like that's kind of the point you're getting at. It's like, if I introduce the show and going, I'm wearing a golden tank top and have the Chinese flag behind me, welcome to the podcast, you're instantly kind of going like, right. wait, wait, no, you're not. It's just, it's just again, let's just, let's just be honest, yeah. okay? I mean, let's have an honest discussion. I mean, don't just, you know, don't come out and like say, you know, shut me down. I'm, you know, I'm an anti-vaxxer. And, you know, put me in this in this little pocket, and and then we can't talk about it. Okay, yeah. at least if we're going to talk about it, let's just let's just be open and and you know you know I have I have nurses that come to my practice, you know, and they tell me, hey, Doctor Kibi, you know, not everybody is is um, in a hospital is unvaccinated. Not everybody that's dying is unvaccinated. In fact, in fact, I have administrators that that say. Hey, you know what? Um, the numbers this week: thirty percent of the people in the ICU are are vaccinated. So it, it's just that what we are just hammered with is that nine out of ten, ninety percent, ninety-nine. You know, every it's always the unvaccinated, a disease of the unvaccinated. You know, you know, it's not true. Let's at least just be honest with the data, okay? Not not just absolutize and and you know be biased, but let's. Let's present the whole picture. Um, I mean, I, I kind of had, you know, a challenge with um, several of these points. Um, like, like the vaccine got to us too fast. Yeah. You know, she's, she's bringing out this, okay? And again, yeah. you know, states that, well, since 1961, that this, you know, this, this methodology has been tested since 19, you know, 2000s. Um, the vaccine was actually kind of underway and getting tested. Well, you're right. There were studies, but show me a study that actually was a, a, a positive study. I mean, the only studies I know about that went from the 2000s, from 1969 to 2000s, you know, the only studies I know about, the ferrets died, the, the mice miscarried, and the monkeys were disabled. And the human trials, which is, you know, the, the RSV virus you know, human trial, that was stopped. The SARS-CoV-1 was stopped uh, due to excess death. So I'm just not seeing, you just don't sit there and say, well, there's been trials, so it's okay, right? Let's talk about the trials because everything I know, every, all the, you know, your, your Dr. Adia, you know, she brought out tons of trials. And these trials were with, with you know, four and five yeah. um, subjects. Yeah, uh, animals. It was it was it was not hundreds. Okay, these were small trials. So yes, there were trials. And then wait, and so then one hundred and fifty thousand people flocked to 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 go for the trials, right? So that's supposed to imply that uh, uh, you know acceptance, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. One hundred. So if so, one hundred people, one hundred fifty people from our medical standpoint, if one hundred fifty thousand people flocked to McDonald's and they. Uh, you know, a Coke and, and fries and, and, and a Big Mac, you know, what would, what would our cardiologists be saying about that? You know, does that, that mean we should accept it? Yeah. Um, 
it's it's that there are these sort of weak arguments about everyone did it so you should too and it's safe but it's also to go back to what you said um is is boxing people out you're an anti-vaxxer discussion's over now we no longer have to address dr kibi or dr bargava or malone or mccullough or farid or hodkinson or nas or anybody but that's it's like i mean what have we been hearing non-stop for the last two weeks Joe Rogan is peddling misinformation about the vaccine, COVID misinformation, dangerous anti-vaxxers, missing. If I'm Joe Rogan and I have a podcast and I'm telling everyone that two plus two equals five and you're very concerned, you're the concerned citizen, the concerned government, and you really want people to know that two plus two is four, are you going to sit there and berate me and, and have coordinated attacks on me and my character and try to slander me as right wing or right wing extremist, or are you very simply gonna have because I've been asking as Joe Rogan, I've been asking, hey, will any of your top scientists come on? Are you gonna send a guy with a whiteboard and show me that two plus two is equal is equal to four? Maybe, maybe even make me look like an idiot and kick me in the ass. Maybe you're mature about it and you go, hey man, it's okay. Some people think two plus two is equal five. Let me show you why it's four. No, you'd very quickly go on and show everyone why it's wrong. But if Rogan's saying two plus two is equal four and you're trying to tell everyone it's five, you're not going to be able to ever show them or actually have any sort of discussion with them. You're just going to browbeat them. You're just going to label them something. And then once they've been labeled that, you no longer have to address the problem. Why can't I go on? Well, anti-vaxxer, done. You put the stamp on it. Finished. It's finished. We don't have to address it anymore. It's finished. So that's just as a non-medical professional, that's just kind of how I see it as just an argument in general. You can't just say, oh, well, he's a, or he's a, no, like you have to address the actual question and you have to have open debate about it. Sorry for my little soapbox. No, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I think we just have to, we just have to own up to our inconsistencies. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's all. You know, um, I've got, you know, just talking to a friend yet um, a couple of days ago, sisters, sisters, a nurse, um, major hospital, uh, they, they're, they're, they're start, the nurses are being overworked and, and it's, it's no, the understaffed is, it's, it's no joke. I mean, understaffing is throughout, you know, in my neck of the woods, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And what this nurse will say is, Hey, you know, I'm training a new, every week I'm training a new person, a new person, a new nurse. And, and then they're bringing in travel nurses. We have to train them for three weeks and then they get paid more than the nurses that there that are there. And they're not, they, they, they just don't do the job. So these nurses are burnt out. Okay. Well, what's going on? You know, this man, the mandates have affected this. We just did, just admit it. I mean, I just, you know, yeah. we, we have to just come to grips with the vaccine has not been as effective as it was supposed to be. And, Come to grips with that. Just admit that. Just we, we just got to let's all get together and figure out how to solve it instead of just tripling and doubling and tripling down. So now what happens with that same nurse? Um, they offer great rewards for them to to be able to come to work uh, extra shifts. And, they, and then that nurse says, listen, I'm burnt out. Yeah. I'm burnt out. You, I, you, no money's worth it. And then what they do is, is then, then they say they send out a, a memo to the hospital nurses and say, listen, if you have COVID, you can still come to work. All right. So now where does that fit when before we said we're going to vaccinate everybody because we want to protect everyone with the vaccine. 
And then we sit there and go, okay, well, because we're short staffed, we're going to compromise the vac- the patient and we're going to say, come on in because even though you have COVID, if you're healthy enough to work, then come on, come on to work. Now, how is that, how is that promoting the safety of the hospital, the safety of the individual or whatnot? So, so it's just, it's just, you know, a bit challenging. And then, you know, when we get into these discussions with our colleagues, we're just asking these questions. Okay. I mean, come on, the, the inconsistencies are blatant. Let's just talk about them. Why is it is in Israel? Why are they high, highest vaccinated and, and they're, successfully vaccinated and they're scrambling the the they 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 have the high you know very high morbidity very high mortality rate let's talk about it why is that happening you know when that gets brought up then then somebody will say well just you know you know or else if we bring up well the masks so now it's n95 masks right well before before the cloth masks were okay now now the everybody's saying no that's they're not okay well you mean then they weren't okay before yeah. or, or, or they're just not okay because Omicron just is this sneaky little virus that sneaks around the cloth mask, right? Yeah. So now the, the N95 is, is, is the answer. Well, well, then you say, well, does this, when you talk to us scientists, you know, fellow doctors, you say, does this make sense? And then when it comes down to what I come to, I'm sorry, I hit the brick wall that says, listen, um, we just need to do what we're, we're, this is what the people that are telling us to do. We have to follow the guidelines. You know, I hear, I'm not, I'm not interested in your conspiracy. I'm just interested in following your guidelines. Mm-hmm. Dr. Keep. I think he might've just accidentally exited out. Um, I'll fill the dead air. Yeah. That's the thing about, <clears throat> you just disappeared. That's the thing about, you know, kind of the idea of like misinformation is, I think that's what Rogan said in his first apology video. He disappeared. Um, is what was misinformation a year ago, time and time again, has turned out to be accurate. And if not accurate, at least a reasonable hypothesis. Like, uh, did it come from a lab? No, you're a hysterical racist. Now it's like, oh, well, there is a coronavirus research lab in that same place. All right. Sophia, I just came to visit. <laughs> I hope he's kidding. Um, but, uh, or yeah, or the idea of who's, uh, Susan Chen, is that the physician on, on, on CNN who said towards the end of December, she's like, don't wear cloth masks. Cloth masks are little more than facial decorations. Oh, here he is. He's back. He's back. Um, that was a quick. That was a quick trial by the FBI. Came in, gotcha. They replaced you with the body double. You know that is. I monologue all the time. Like if someone's like thing cuts out, I have no problem. I can do whole hours by myself. I have found the single most difficult thing to do is to fill the dead air while texting the guest saying, Hey, your connection just cut out. It is, <laughs> it is the, it is the apex of juggling during the podcast. Um, but so yeah, sorry, you broke away, but we're talking about misinformation. And if it's, if it's, if it's wrong now, then it's always been wrong. It's not that the earth became a sphere. It's that it never was flat. And the only way we can get to that point is by having open discussion. The examples I just gave while you were away 
is um yeah, like you said, I, I think Dr. Chen is that the the Asian woman on on CNN who said towards the end of December, "Don't wear cloth masks. Cloth oh, yeah, masks yeah, yeah, yeah. are little more than facial decorations." Well, well, the, the 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 laws of physics of effusion and diffusion and particle disbursement didn't change in December 2021. They've been the same forever, which means that masks never worked. Well, back then we didn't know that. Well, that's the problem with labeling things misinformation is we never actually get to the, the part of the process of getting to the truth is you do take some wrong turns. The earth isn't flat. I think it's a triangle. It's like, well, that might be wrong too. And it's, you eventually you get to, it's a sphere or an oblong, obloid, whatever Neil deGrasse Tyson says. But that's the problem with this. So when we have, when people say you, if you get this, you will not get COVID. Okay. Well, you might get COVID. You will not pass COVID. All right. Well, you might, you will not go to the hospital or you might go to the hospital. You will, all these things and if we get to a point where we go, well, we now know that that's not misinformation, those are actual facts, then that means they've always been facts. So where are we right now? To quote Agent Smith from Men in Black, 500 years ago, you knew the earth was flat. 300 years ago, you knew that like man couldn't fly. 100 years ago, you knew that man couldn't go to the moon. And yesterday, you knew aliens didn't exist. What, do you, what will you know tomorrow? So what is what are we talking about right now that in a year we'll go, yeah, well, we didn't know that that was a thing in February 2022. We now know that it's not misinformation. That's the very problem, though, is by not having open discussion. That's how we get to it is we war game and debate. And by default, 99 percent of the conclusions we come to will be wrong until the key unlocks and we go, there's the right answer. It, 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 you know, Tommy, it just, it just feels that that we've you know, we've got. Unfortunately, we've gotten so so straight down the line, and so 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 sure that it's almost impossible to pivot. So you know, um, you know, we, we've we, we've said masks. You know, it's it's become universal that masks are important. Okay, yeah. so so how do you pivot out of that? But but we have to start talking. You know, my my guy that's my seventy five year old guy that just called me today. He said, Dr. Kibi, now I'm vaccinated and stuff, and I just got I just got over COVID. He said, but you know, I'm going to tell you something else. I travel a lot, and I use the N95 mask. And he goes, I just keep a pulse oximeter on my finger. And he goes, you know that when I'm breathing out of that N95 mask, he says, my, my oxygen goes from 98 to 93 while I'm breathing that mask. Now, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. You know, I don't personally know the studies and stuff, but for me to, you know, thinking about when I wear that N95, I know that's uncomfortable, that's sealing. Now, what's happening if I'm wearing an N95, what's happening to the child? Okay, just physiologically, what are we doing long-term breathing through a mask? And are we creating hypoxia, hypercapnia? Are we creating issues? I don't, I I mean, are we, are we discussing that? Are we, um, I mean, it seems, are we talking about for children? Are we talking about, you know, we say we want them to wear masks so that we, they can protect the elderly, they'll protect the people around them, right? Well, what are we thinking about with the children? I'm a pediatrician. I'm an advocate for the kids, right? So I'm an advocate, advocate for the kids. I'm going to say, look at what are we losing in development? Are we, you know, facial expressions are so super important. Yeah. Smiles, you know, I, I mean, it, it's so great. It, it's important. It's, it's life. And, and these kids are deprived of it, okay? How is that hurting them? How, is iso- how are we contributing to isolation uh, through this? So risk, benefit, I mean, how does it make sense? You know, uh, uh, it's, it's beside me, uh, you know, in my, 
in my town, um, in Columbus, Ohio, uh, you don't have to wear masks when you're eating, right? So we go in the, and go in the restaurant and I get, I come to the restaurant and, you know, we have to have a mask to be seated. And then once we get to the table, um, the virus stops right there when we sit down. And so we just have a conversation with each other and, and, you know, and every, you know, wedding reception or any public event, everybody goes to, that goes to it, they come with a mask and then they all sit around, you know, everybody sits down to eat, everybody takes off their mask. Next thing, everybody's going to the bar without their mask and it, you know, goes on and on, you know, or, or at my church or at my church that everybody wears masks in the pews and, and, and the, the, the priest does not uh, wear the mask up on the altar, but then, then when somebody comes up to read from the same play, microphone or sing from the same microphone, they come up without a mask, okay, so they can be heard. And so they're putting their unmasked and, uh, germs there. And then, then the 75-year-old priest is coming over to speak at the same place. And so it's just not consistent. Yeah. You know, I'm, ca- I'm Catholic. Everybody comes up to communion. So they all come in. They, they come up to communion. They take their mask off to, to receive receive their communion. Right. And so again, it's like, like you just can't time this thing. Is it worth, is it really worth putting the mask on when it's not really shown to be effective? I mean, the, our uses are not effective, right? Up to this date, we've been pulling them off the rear view mirror. I pull out of my pocket when I go into Lowe's, um, you, you know, everybody does that. Right. And so come on, we know that's not it. Now, what about just somebody who's infected? Now, I just don't understand if, if somebody's infected and they're breathing an N95 mask, okay? I mean, aren't we, aren't we just kind of breathing and rebreathing our virus? I, I, it makes, it Re- just, reinfection. just makes sense to me, you know, that, 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 we're, that we're, we're just going against like sort of just the nature <laughs> in, in all of this. It's, it's in my, again, armchair psychologist, it's like the, it's the comfort of just we're doing something. Not for me, but I think for a lot of people, it's the comfort of we're doing something. I mean, my mom's a nurse. I get sick all the time. When I was little, she'd always say, like, change your water bottle. Stop reinfecting yourself. Like, you got to change your sheets. You got to change your – when you're you're reinfecting yourself. Um, but not only that, I mean, it's – it's this, it, it is a weird charade because, I mean, I worked at a liquor store summer 2020 and, and the manager was super kind of paranoid about COVID, which is whatever, his older guy. And, uh, you know, we, but we'd all be sitting in there and sitting around the kind of like the cash register, like five of us just kind of shooting the shit. And no one would have a mask on, including the manager. And we'd see a car, you look through the window, you'd see an SUV pull up, a bunch of young guys about to go to the beach, getting some beer. You'd see them get out of the car and they didn't have the masks on. They would get out they'd all mask up and we'd go oh shit they're coming in we'd all mask you up put your mask on. and we'd do the little school play of liquor shopping during a pandemic they'd walk outside rip it off we'd see them go outside pop it off what are we doing but if you question it it's well we're in a pandemic Thomas. we're in, we're in a pandemic we're taking drastic mit well no what we're really doing is we're completely negating independent thought the burden of independent thought I get it. You're scared. We don't know what it is. Maybe maybe it makes grandma or maybe it makes the two-year-old feel better. They go, can I put a mask on? You go, whatever. Makes you feel better. There's no monsters under the bed. You know, your dad knows there aren't any monsters under the bed, but maybe he'll, he'll come and look under the bed just for you. Okay, I get it. I, I don't, I'm not heartless. But we're two years into this thing. We've been running this thing globally for two years. 
if it if we've seen how that that lack of logic applies to masks and now it's just blatantly clear then how come that doesn't apply to the vaccines as well and unlike a mask where i'm just throwing a mask on and who knows maybe my maybe my 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 blood oxygen drops a couple points well how about instead of a cloth mask now we're going to putting a syringe of a brand new product that Pfizer is suing to not release the uh, the original data from for 55 to 75 years. And now you want that to, I mean, let's just look at what it actually is. Let's, let's not call it a vaccine. It's a mystery product in a syringe with a pointy end that you will use to puncture my deltoid and put it into my bloodstream. But we can't talk about it. And I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm also saying, why can't we discuss it? Especially with kids statistically, unless they have comorbidities or, you know, they God bless that some kids do have, are very sick. They're statistically immune from dying from this. Yet we're lining them up. Lollipops, candy, big bird says, get it. What, what, how does that sit with you as a physician? I mean, how are you, how, how do you keep your composure? Yeah. Well, it, 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 again, I, I just, it, it's like an epidemiologist, um, I was having a having a really a, a very good discussion with a with an attorney in California, and he said his you know he, uh, this was just from his mouth. He said three epide- he's, he knows three epidemiologists, and they all said the same thing that that as far as the safety data goes, that their experience with vaccines is that if um, after sixty days something bad hasn't happened, it's not going to statistically happen. Right? Okay. That's been the experience, right? And, and I said, wait a minute. Did you just, that's an epidemiologist said that? Now, again, he may be misquoting, so, I, you know, I'll grant that up. But, but I said, we just had a conversation about this is different. This vaccine has never been done before. It's a messenger RNA, you know, it's a genetic modification. And all of a sudden, we, we had this, we were talking. He said, he said, thank you, Dr. Kibi. I never was able to have a, a rational conversation with anybody. You helped me to understand this. And then he told me about the epidemiologist said, it's okay because, you know, the side effects after 60 days, if you don't have it, it's fine. Well, well, I, I said, well, wait a minute. That epidemiologist surely didn't say that because surely they know that this is a different, you can't compare this, right? You can't compare this with other vaccine, um, except the only thing that we can compare is we know that they, from the VAERS reporting, Vaccine Adverse Effect Reporting System, that they report they report that there's more there's more side effects, more adverse effects from this vaccine than there from from this inoculation that there have been in all total total years in the past as, as reported. So you know, and I just point out there's there's a study just a for instance for let's talk about this. There's a study you know from UCLA, and and they were looking at um, mammograms post vaccinate post-vaccine mammograms and they were finding there were there was a, a much greater they were finding an obvious increased amount of lymphadenopathy in the axilla of the same arm that was vaccinated right so they were finding some stuff that wasn't abnormal and so what they did follow it and it, it started to dissipate right so then the, the study said well it's okay you know it created this stu- this thing but it's okay um, in long term okay wait a minute how do we know that it's okay? I think, I mean, I know that people are getting suspicious about cancer, uh, increased rates of cancer, uh, be it breast, brain, any lymphomas, leukemias. I mean, there is an uptake, an uptick 
of, of cancers. We know it. Every, when I talk to my colleagues, they say, yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing more, more of it. But, but let's talk about this. I mean, that objective study says something is going on here that's awry. Yeah. Furthermore, you know, then in this, this poster that you showed me, it said, well, yes, um, um, young adolescents will have, females will have um, a change in their menstrual cycle. Well, I know, I know also some, I know postmenopausal women that, that have started, that started have had again. periods after having the vaccine. So it's pretty clear something, something's happening, you know, biologically and physiologically to our entire body. It's not just, it's a systemic type of reaction and you just have to sit there and say, and you know, you can't poo-poo and say, "Well, it's just, it's just, just the, it the body creating immunity. It's just the vaccine working." Wait a minute, there's something happening and changing, and you have to say, "Listen, it is a, it is a genetic vaccine. We can't get around it. It is a genetic vaccine." So this poster says, "Well, the messenger RNA doesn't stay around very long." Well, um, we don't. I mean, yeah, we we kind of think that then it's coated by the liquid by a nanoparticle which which helps it to stay to get it, its way in vitro right so yes there is a shell coat that helps it how long is that kept from being broken down the nanoparticle itself has been found to be toxic to epithelial cells um, around the myocardium which is probably what's fueling the myocarditis right so it's it's a vaccine but but even short-lived messenger rna we don't know how many spike protein that thing can spit out. How many, how many molecules, atoms? How many, how many genetic changes can that spit out in a, in a, in its very short life? Which we don't know. It is. Let's let's just be honest. This is a new vaccine. The studies have not in the past have not been favorable towards this vaccine. We have to just be fair and honest about that. The studies have not been favorable. It is a new vaccine. It is a genetic modification. And yes, there are things in our bodies that are happening, that are changing, that we didn't expect. And we're just explaining them away with, that's just the way the body works. Yes. Yet in the VAERS, you know, the VAERS data, there's 20,000 deaths that are reported to it. There's, there's, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of, now well over 100,000 uh, adverse reactions, I'm sure. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, of, of things that are being reported, and we know that those things are underreported. We don't report those things on a regular basis. This is a volunteer volunteer reporting system. So on the front end, we're not giving informed consent. We're not telling that patient. We're not letting that pediatric patient know, hey, mom, this is a possibility. We are seeing these things. We are seeing changes in adolescence. We are seeing changes in um, you know, mammograms. We are seeing, ch you know, changes. We, there is a, in myocarditis. There, is, there are reactions. We are seeing these. You need to know that, okay? And and you need to know that. You need to be fully informed. And then on the back end, you need to say, and we don't know long-term. We do not know long-term what this vaccine can do to your child. And that's my challenge. I just don't know. I just don't know long-term and I cannot look my parent in the face and that and that five-year-old in the face and say, I guarantee that this vaccine is totally safe for you when you are pretty totally safe, pretty close to totally safe from the actual infection itself. I mean, statistically speaking, you know, the death rate is low. Okay. 
Um, so, okay, counterpoint. The, the, the poster says, well, where, COVID where, where death, are you on the poster? Which block? Um, I'm just looking at the COVID death um, as made it to the, the, the COVID-19 deaths in children have made it in the top 10. Okay. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I looked at, I looked at this data and, and so if you get down to the, if you get down to the bottom, you know, the first, the, the top one eggs, accidental injury and so forth, that's like 800 to 900 for 20 per 20 million. Okay. That, and that's the, that's the rate of, um, death by accident. And you go down to number, you know, seven, eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, those start to be getting, you know, we're, we're talking about, um, it was like 30, 30 per, per 20, 20 million that COVID COVID deaths. Okay. So 30 per 20 million, that's, that's, that's about one in a million. And do you know what the chance of dying from getting hit, struck by lightning, or actually the chance of getting struck by lightning is, I don't know. I looked it up. They said it was one in a million. Right. So I guess if, if that's, if the, you know, COVID death rate unvaccinated is one in a million compared to getting struck by lightning, I guess we shouldn't, we shouldn't be going outside then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to take that risk. So risk benefit. I'm just not seeing it. Why this vaccine is so great when we know we do not know long-term. So that's my big challenge. We don't know long-term and I'm going to stand on that for the, for most of it. You, you cannot tell me that, you know, long-term what this vaccine, the implications of this vaccine. Therefore, why do we do it with health, young, healthy children? Okay. End of story. Risk benefit. Yeah. That's how I see it. I mean, it's, it's, physically is in like the laws of physics it's impossible for us to know long term because it's only been i mean it's it's Feb, it's february 2022 it's been we've been in the pandemic for what i mean i guess you could say december 2019 so we've been in it for like 27 months that and even the vaccine hasn't been out that long it's literally impossible to know long-term effects and if we know long-term effects that implies something much greater that implies time travel but we're not there and now, part of me thinks that, uh, you know, us talking about this and saying how how blatantly clear it is that something's awry, that something's dangerous, that the stuff's being covered up, there's coordinated suppression and censorship. It's almost like I can't help but get this feeling that, you know, it's like your dad, like, oh, got your nose, got your nose, you know, they got your nose. Yeah. And it's like if I sat there and tried to, you know, I was arguing. I was like, you don't have my nose. That's your finger. I, I can still smell. I can still see it in the mirror. I still have a nose. And my dad's going, I got your nose. I got your nose. At a certain point, I have to start to think, he knows that I know that, no pun intended, that I know that he knows he doesn't have my nose. What's the real reason he's doing this? So when I look at all this stuff, it's so clear that it's piling up. That no, uh, almost no part of me thinks that, anyone at Pfizer even remotely believes this. It, they're, they're, they're not saying the quiet part. The quiet part is, is, is no shit. We're printing money right now. We are making money. We're making dump trucks of money. That's why we're doing this. That's the quiet part. And that's me talking. That's not Dr. Kibi talking. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to go there. As sure. Much as, um, I mean, I, th- I think just, you know, back to, you know. Really sure, was, sure, was, sure. We'll, we'll stick it to the science. What you're talking about the is 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 the discussion part. Is the, sure. I mean, you just allow allow people like myself to question it without being censored, without being without being 
you know, canceled and so forth. And, and, and we're, all we're doing is we're questioning with the same logic that we used before. It was the same logic that we, we, we grew up with. We learned, you know, critical thinking yeah. and, and, you know, just, and, and again, just to jump back into the, um, the, the, the last point on the, on the slide on the, on the poster, it says that, you know, previously, previously recovered, still need the vaccine. So, so like we, we just, we keep on hammering. We forget about natural immunity. We totally, we totally forgot about natural immunity. We totally, we totally forgot that we're totally forgetting that this vaccine, this inoculation is just a repeat. It's just a repeat of what was developed in the very beginning that was supposed to go against the like the, the, the original legacy, area. the early initial viruses. It is not. If we think that science is being able to come up with and keep up with mutations, then okay, yeah. If we really think that can happen, but if it can happen, then why are why does the government why did, why do we buy you know enough vaccine for you know four or five doses more? I, I I've heard other countries have ten to fifteen you know stockpiled vaccines to you know to take care of the next several years, but all that are stockpiling is the exact same thing that was made and produced in the beginning. So we're not keeping up. When you say that two plus two is four, one plus three is, you know, is nine. It, it just isn't adding up to, to, to say, how does, how can you critically think that a booster that is the same as what it was before is going to, is going to make a difference now after generations of mutations. Yeah. It's just, it just doesn't, it just defies my logic. And then yeah. what happened to natural immunity is natural immunity does not, that doesn't count. So now, I mean, like I mean, the way the nasal, the way the virus hits us is it hits us through the nose, right? The nasal passageways into the lungs. I mean, that's why we have special secretory IGA. Nobody talks like, is that all of a sudden discounted? What I learned about was secretory IGA was important because it, it, it created the cascade of immunity that started to happen. It, it it was the initial sentinel that, you know, the, the, the Paul Revere says, hey, the virus is coming. Rev up your immunity, right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, it's like we think that putting some, bypassing that, putting something in the arm, it just doesn't make sense. So we think that our man-made immunity is better than God's, the way God constructed our body. I mean, if you believe that, then stay consistent with it. If you think that your body doesn't respond and make sense and, and, and understand things, way more than science does, then, you know, then stay with it. Okay. But, but this does defies, how could you say natural immunity is important? Uh, and by the way, I will just say, just, just sort of, you know, if people are listening, um, the way this virus, you know, one of the greatest pieces of advice is to, to have the nasal irrigation with, you know, the, the iodine nasal mm-hmm. irrigation, look it up, um, but irrigate your nose and sinuses and your throats. That's where the virus lives. We can do, we can do way better for every type of virus by just doing that. So um, you know, keep that in your mind. And we know that vitamin D is is super super important in, in studies. You know, why isn't the government just saying that? Why don't you just tell everybody that? I get washing your hands, great, okay. But I think if they're going to tell people to wear masks, they should tell people to irrigate their noses. I mean, that has more disease prevention than than the mask, I'm sure. 
well, I should. I don't want to be absolute. I'm going to follow that. Sure, sure. I, I, it, it, it makes sense to me. If I can rinse out that virus with a disinfecting um, solution, I think I'm going to be, you know, helping my body fight this infection pretty well. Um, and vitamin D, you know, tell, what everybody take vitamin D because vitamin D is so necessary. We're all deficient in it, and there are studies that show that people have um, more significant reactions that are vitamin D deficient. So, I mean, those are just little things like we're not talking about those things. We're just hammering on, you know, get a vaccine and wear a mask. It's just all I really just hear is yeah. the solution from, from my standpoint. Yeah. It's just very, do this, do this. It's just the only solution we have. Just hit it with the hammer. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I can only feel like, the only thing I can really conclude is, is no one wants to look at it because it's, we found what we thought was the way out, a vaccine and masks. And again, I'm playing armchair psychologist here. We're just kind of sticking it. I don't mean us. We're clearly not. I think a lot of people might just be sticking with it. Even it doesn't matter if it's not working. If they, they're just still going to do the thing, right? They're just going to. We're just going to keep doing the thing anyway because it's what we've been doing. We go to the same bar every Thursday night. It doesn't matter if it stopped being fun a decade ago. It's what we do. I I don't know. I mean, I've had on so many doctors. You, Urso, yeah. Merrick, Bargava, Malone, McCullough, Fareed. I mean, it goes on forever and ever and ever. I have, I've... I've received personal high-class lectures from all of you, things you'd normally have to pay for. I don't have a conclusion. I mean, the conclusion I came up with was what I said earlier about about money, but that's that's me. Again, I don't speak for you. I don't speak for any of the physicians I've interviewed. That's just my non-medical professional idiot in a tank top in a in a room surrounded by moving blankets, so don't take that to the bank. But nothing else makes sense. Nothing else makes sense. It's your dad taking your nose, but you're 30. You're not a kid. I don't know why he's taking... Is he just messing with me? I don't know. I'm at a loss. That's why I wanted to bring you on to talk about this. And uh, I'm let me, more confused than earlier. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me throw you out. Just, I mean, again, you know, sort of my mantra has been, you know, transparency, consistency, you know, Equal time, right? You know, equal full disclosure. Yeah. Um, fair. Let's be fair. Yeah. Okay. Now, why? I mean, what is this doing to us? What's it doing to our government? What's it doing to our country? That's that's a challenge. Like, what's it doing to us? That that I know that the physicians are turning away people that are unvaccinated. You know, and and pointing the finger at them. You should have got your. You know, this is because you didn't get vaccinated. So. So on one hand, I hear people say at my church, they say, wear the mask to be charitable to the other person, right? And so they're saying, be, they're, they're preaching this, do it because it's, it's a charitable thing to do. And yet on the other hand, you know, they're, the, the charity, where does the charity stop? I mean, from a charity standpoint, we should be all arm in arm saying, I'm not getting this vaccine until Africa and all the, uh -huh, you know, we, we're uh -huh. hoarding. Let's say we got 10 vaccines tenfold. And, and so we, we're, you know, give it to the people who need it. Right. And, and then we, we, we go. And then, so these, these truckers, they're standing up for a cause. 
okay? And then then this is charity to say, well, no, you can't have food, you can't have gas, and all of a sudden you can't receive funds for you know from people who want to give to your cause. You know, it's just the charity is just stopping, and it's so it's so you know unilateral. Like you do this to be charitable, okay? You wear the mask to to be to be obedient. You know, I mean, we're just let's just let's just listen to authority. You know, and be obedient. What's the big deal? They say it's you're helping us feel better. Everybody feel better, right? But then on the other, turn it around. On the other, the other hand, you know, there are people that just really feel concerned that this vaccine is not safe. Yeah. Why? Why can't you listen? Why is it unfair for somebody to say, "I just don't think this is safe for me, and I don't want to do it"? Okay. And 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 again, Omicron has shown it. I mean, everybody that listens to this podcast or listens really with their heart, look around and they're going to see the inconsistency. Okay, this vaccine, I mean, Omicron, everybody got infected. I know Omicron has infected vaccine and fully vaccinated, mid-vaccinated, whatever your vaccine status is, it is no respecter of it. Okay, look around, look inside your heart and say, why isn't this adding up? And why am I over a vaccine that is so ineffective? Okay, just as you see with Omicron, why am I making, why am I forcing these truckers? Why am I saying, you know, I'm going to fight you to the end over for the sake of a vaccine? Is it worth it? That's the big question. All of you, is it worth it for the sake of this vaccine? Is it worth what we are doing to each other? It's by not, you know, where's the charity? It's, that's exactly what it is, is man, it makes me think of like, makes me think of like high school, like the first time getting drunk. It's maybe like my mom will cry. I was was probably like 15 or 16. It's like the first time I actually kind of got drunk. And, you know, I had friends that were drinking before me. I remember I had some friends that drank in like seventh grade. We'd go to like a high school football game and they'd be drunk and I, They'd offer something to me, and I'd be like, "I don't want that. I'm not. I don't want that." And they peer pressure, you get made fun of. But I didn't want it. And then I finally drink when I'm 16. I'm like, "Oh, this is fun," but like my best friend's like, mm, "I don't want it." And you know, you kind of push. He doesn't want it. At a certain point, you do kind of go, "Hey guys, he doesn't want to drink. Just, just leave him alone. He just doesn't want to drink." And eventually, everyone goes, "Yeah, I mean, I guess we, we can still have fun. Whatever. We'll play video games. Sorry, right, yeah, fine. Whatever." But Eventually, you do get. You sure you don't want to smoke, man? You never smoked pot before. You? Want, I just don't want to. I just. Don't, I'm not comfortable with it. Well, don't you know? No one's ever. I get it. I just. No, thank you, Tommy. I see it all the time. You sure you don't want to come on my podcast? I'm just not a podcast guy. I'd love to talk to you, man. It would be so cool to in it. I just. I just. Why are you worried about your job? I'm just not a podcast. Guy. Eventually, you go. I get it. Sorry. You just have to kind of because that that is when you're coming from your heart where you go. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. That that is coming from your heart. That's charity. Why won't they take the vaccine? Why won't maybe they just don't want it? Maybe they're not comfortable. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. And it's not even working. It's not even working. And you see these people who it's clearly it's not just I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Sure. Okay, I'll take a beer. It's you're holding them down and they're saying, I will fight you to the death. Don't make me drink this. They're, they're there with their trucks. They're getting arrested. They're bringing in the military and they're saying, I, I don't want this. I w- I'm willing to go to jail. I don't want, 
at a certain point, you got to look in the mirror and go, guys, he doesn't want the beer. He doesn't want to smoke the joint. These are adults with families who are parking their trucks in downtown Ottawa and they're trying to block the border. They don't want it. How much more clear does it have to be? They don't want it. You're going to get fired if you don't take it. Then fire me. I mean, at a certain point, you got to go, I think they just don't want it. They just don't want it. You don't have to provide a reason. All right, did you already recover? Do you have natural immunity? No, no, no. You don't get a reason. I don't have to say I got the COVID vaccine, so let me in a Walmart. And I also don't have to say I don't have the vaccine, but I do have immunity. No, 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 no. It's none of your business. It's none of your business. No, leave me alone. I'm going in. If I don't want to get the shot, end of discussion. What happened to HIPAA? What happened to HIPAA where if you say, what do you want? Even if you were prescribed Tylenol, no, you're allowed to guard that and go, you don't get to know. You don't get to know. I mean, doctors have, I remember in high school, doctors would call my mom and, or my mom would call them. My mom would be like, and they'd be like, well, Miss Carrie, we can't tell you what he's, she'd be like, it's my son. They'd be like, it's HIPAA. So I'd have to get in the phone and be like, no, this is Tommy. You're allowed to tell her. Okay. It's penicillin. Even something that's nothing. So as you said, look in your heart, like everyone, like, you know, something's not right. And I don't even mean it's some conspiracy you know something's not right. You know it's not right. And furthermore, like you said about doubling and tripling and quadrupling down, even when you know it's not working, what did we just see this past this past fall? Finally withdrawing from the Middle East. We knew it wasn't working five years in and 10 years in. And what did we keep doing? We kept doubling down and tripling down. And a lot of people were killed and maimed for life, and there are millions mm. of civilians dead and trillions of dollars gone that could have gone towards infrastructure and education and healthcare. But we just kept doubling down. And we find and what's something that everyone kind of agrees on? And maybe it wasn't the best withdrawal, but dude, we, we had to get out. We, we had to get out. Nothing was working. At a certain point, you got to go, and I get it. You chip on your shoulder. Nobody likes a bruised ego. I know I don't, but sometimes you got to go, yeah, this maybe, guys, I think we got duped. Maybe it's not working. Maybe we're wrong. But if we don't do that, we're going to follow this thing beyond the gates of hell, tearing each other apart and forgetting. I mean, as you said perfectly, is it really worth what we're doing to each other? And I, no, not at all. And I know I just kind of went on my own soapbox, but Dr. Kibi, I'll let you close this out. You got any closing thoughts and then we'll wrap this one up. I would just say, you know, again, is it worth, is it worth what we're doing to the children? Is it, is it really worth, you know, risk benefit? Is it, is it worth it? You know, the masks do we do, you know, making the, the kids wear masks throughout the whole day, um, creating a stigma of, of, of fear and paranoia, um, not really paying attention to the whole body of community and what we need with facial expression and all that sort of thing. That's a challenge. Um, do the vaccines, do the vaccines worth, is it worth, is it worth pounding down, pounding these vaccines down anybody? Okay. I mean, I, I can understand if we made the argument for the people that are high risk. I mean, if you're at high risk, then, then, you know, then mandate it there. Okay. But to the whole public, to everybody, to mandate it the way they're doing it. I mean, and then no consistency. Okay, so so it's you, you just like we case in point the nurse that we were talking about. The case in case in point, you know, we don't the people that have natural immunity, 
they're treated differently than people who have vaccinated immunity. You know, and there's the, there's a whole punitive nature to mask the whole punitive nature to the vaccines, and it's not charitable. And let's start looking at what is charitable. Why are we, you know, why are we changing? Why are we changing changing things because it doesn't fit? You know, why did we? There were other you know riots and and fire bombing and all that sort of thing, and nobody was withholding gasoline and food from that. So it's that. just let's you know let's just be consistent, folks. Let's just be 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 consistent around the, and let's talk because it's called compromise. You know, I'm not all right on everything that you know. We're not fully, you know, our the people that that are speaking the language that we're speaking are not fully right. You aren't fully the people that are speaking against the language we're speaking aren't fully right. Let's come together and talk about it. That's all I'm asking. Let's look critically. Let's be transparent and, and let's be full in our disclosure. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I'm, I'm not right. I've interviewed a lot of doctors. I guarantee you I have said a lot of wildly incorrect things in there. That's all right. It's all right. It's okay. You can be wrong. That's how we get to the center of this. But we're going to tear each other apart if we don't do this. Um, but – with that, for everybody, I will put the I'll put a link to your music on Spotify in the description, as well as a link to this uh, little poster infographic thing. Um, but Dr. Steve Kibi, episode seven hundred, my man. Thank you, lucky number seven. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening. And real quick, Dr. Kibi, I'm gonna stop recording. And recording.